from the 915 to H-Town, from the Panhandle Plains to the Valley, and everywhere in between. This is the 5050 Podcast, powered by College Promoters USA. Join me, Hector Cano, as we cover the Texas high school club and college soccer landscape, along with an inside look at the college soccer recruiting scene. The 5050 Podcast is a platform about the people and for the people who are dedicated to the beautiful game. Here we go. It's another edition of Inside Texas High School Soccer, episode 14. We are proudly powered by our partners at College Promoters USA. They are America's premier college prep program and high school student athlete marketing service since 1997. Located locally here in the San Antonio area, you can find them in the Ventura Plaza Shopping Center, but you can also find them on social, on Twitter at SATX Recruiting, as well as on Instagram at College Promoters USA. You can also get more information on what they're about and the many cool things they're doing on their website at collegepromotersusa.com. <clears throat> My next guests, they are joining us. They are the reigning kings of 6A boys soccer here in the state of Texas. They are the KD7 Lake Spartans. I am with their coach, Coach Jimmy Kruger, as well as state MVP Hunter Merritt. Gentlemen, how are you? Doing well. How about yourself? Doing great, buddy. Thank you for being here. Coach? No complaints, obviously. Happy to be here. Awesome. And I saved the best for last, the Obi-Wan Kenobi of Texas High School Soccer. Coach Rafa, Rafa, how are you, buddy? Pretty good. Pretty good. Just enjoying the during the week, enjoying Fiesta here in San Antonio. And far burner of a game last night that we talked about on the fan cast, which you were sending your comments on. I did get your little championship banners. So I have that. Oh, nice. Nice. Awesome. Great stuff. Great. Yeah. Kind of a bummer that it ended in a one, one draw, but uh, <clears throat> we'll figure out Phoenix rising one of these days for sure. So awesome. But that's, that's another show for sure. So, but uh, we're here to talk about the six, uh, a boy state champions today, Katie seven lakes coach, coach Kruger, tell us uh, what's it been like, you know, you guys won a little bit. Uh, what's a little over a week, a little over a week ago. What's it been like? What's the last week been like? That, nothing's really slowed down. It's always been uh, one item after the other that you have to kind of go through once you win one of these things. You know, there's purchasing of rings. There's you know, receiving recognition from the board. There's planning our banquet that's this Friday, which is such a tight turnaround from the last game of the season. But we knew that going in. So, you know, there's still plenty to do. But as I said, I'll take being busy at this time every single year if I'm allowed to. Yeah, and I know I know Rafa told me to remind you that I think we're both size nines on the, the ring finger. So just just throwing that out there, coach. Just throwing that I out. mean, I feel like Rafa was a favor of dripping springs a little bit. So maybe he'll get one for the pinky. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I had you guys number one for most of the way. So I kinda you did. say these he, guys this guy's had to yeah. finish the job. I have the I have the RPI, the RPI chart proof, coach. I can show I can show you. I can promise you that. So and Hunter, what's uh, what's life been like uh, for you? You know, state MVP. You come back. You're the uh, proverbial big man on campus. What's it been like, man? Pretty much, um, it's been crazy. Uh, the recognition I've gotten has been, it's been nuts. Um, I mean, my parents are so proud of me. My family from Louisiana even watched the game. My aunts, uncles, my grandparents, everyone, and, and then going back to school, it's just like. Everyone's like, wow, I can't believe y'all did that. But also it was like as expected. I mean, we should have been there and people knew that we were really good. So yeah. 
Glad to be back. He awesome. should tell about the uh, local celebrity status you received at the restaurant he was just at. <laughs> so I went oh. to a restaurant last night or two nights ago, and the waiter came up to me and he was like, Hunter Merritt, the state MVP. I said, yes, sir. And he was like, well, my wife works in the district, so can I get a picture with you to show her? She'll oh, never God, believe I met you. Awesome. That is awesome. So so I'm assuming you you took the picture, right? You did. You did. Yes, the cool picture, right? I you did. did. You didn't Hollywood them or nothing like that? No, no, no. nothing. I, ha I haven't been like that at all. <laughs> <laughs> now, you're a humble guy, right? So how do you handle how do you handle that in terms of the, your individual accolade as a state MVP, which is a tremendous honor. Congratulations. Thank but you. then you're also kind of trying to make sure it's like, hey, guys, yeah, it wasn't just me. It, it's my teammates, right? How do you, from your perspective, right, help us understand as, as coaches, as parents, as spectators, how does, you know, how do you handle that? So, um, I mean, I said in the post-game interviews that, I mean, all year, I mean, Coach Kruger can say this as well. I'm not a person about individual stuff. I mean, if I have a two-on-one with the goalie, I'm passing it 100 times out of 100 for the tap-in, but that's just how I am. So in the post-game interviews, I said, I mean, the state MVP is nice. I'll take it, but the, the state championship is all that matters for my team and everyone. And without my teammates, I wouldn't have done any of this. So Awesome. Yeah, that's well said. And I'm sure, you know, you're not, uh, you know, it'll be our little secret if you want to, you know, if you want me to go ahead and lean on Coach Kruger and tell him it's like, hey, Hunter should be getting an additional, you know, state MVP ring in addition to that state. You know, I can I can lean on him later. No, let me know. None of that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so, Coach, you know, we we look back on the 2023 season. I know it was a I know it was a long one for you. Right. It was a great one, but obviously a long one. When you reflect back on the entire 2023 season as a whole, what what are some of the very first things that come to mind just in terms of the the emotions, the memories? What's what's it what's it like? Well, I would say the the most evident thing was we set the bar extremely high at the beginning of the year. We talked about winning a state title on day one, not just getting there, not competing for there, but actually going out and being the last team that's holding the trophy over their head with pride at the end of the the Saturday, that long Saturday. So these guys knew what that expectation was each and every training day, each and every week. And they rose to the occasion and they pushed each other and they held each other accountable throughout the whole process. And we said that this is something that's been kind of building over the course of years. Each graduating senior class has done tremendous job leaving the badge in a better place. And it's been up to the next group to pick up where they left off. So as we kind of reflect on this year, it was basically goal achieved. And, you know, to watch these guys excel in all those moments is what makes this job truly special. I always say, like, not, I keep the photos from year to year of the kids celebrating. I don't keep photos yeah. of myself. I don't keep photos of anything other than just seeing the joy on their faces. So to be able to kind of sit back on the sideline and watch these guys experience something that I never got to experience as a player because I failed. I, you know, we made it to the regional tournament two of the four years when I was a player lost in the regional finals, my senior year, but to see them actually set that, that standard and excel, it's unbelievable. Yeah. And you know, you hit on something there. You talk about how this, so much of 2023 goes back to where you guys were. You guys were playing on that last, right, the second to last day last year of the season. <clears throat> so it goes back to 2022, and you've been, you've clearly been on a mission, right? So 
did you kind of feel like the first day of this season started back last year when you all were in Georgetown? Because you were clearly on a mission, I think. And and I'll let Rafa talk to that a little bit more because it, it reflected in his RPIs. And, you know, I had you tabbed as as the top, you know, 6, 6A program, boys program pretty much the entire year, even though you guys weren't really you could argue the the um the hunted right because you still had lake travis out there the defending state champion um what has that been like when you look back at the mission over the course of this year dating back to the end of how last year ended to now so it was 100 built off of last year um as i've said in a couple conversations the day that we got back from state tournament last year i was ready to get back to the to work i was ready i was ready to pick up where we left off and it was just because of the understanding of what we had coming back and the, my responsibility as a coach to make sure that I wasn't taking for granted the situation at hand with the level of talent that we had coming back. So I think it would have been a huge disservice if I would have just sat back and relied on the talent versus try to push the talent to get to a place they haven't been. So, yeah, it, this entire thing was a mission. And Day one of this school year, I even I told the kids, I said, we're going to win state. We're talking about winning state. Have you all ever heard me say that saying or that phrase or that statement ever? And then they originally said, yeah, we talked about it last year. You know, let's let's think about that. That talked about winning state last year. No, we talked about getting there. Well, we've been there. What's the next step? And that's to win the whole thing. Yeah. Rafa, you got anything? Yeah. It's I don't know last year, you know, this that loss against Plano. Uh, how how did that motivate the team, or, or did they feel that you know what we kind of left some we we left an opportunity there to maybe win it the year before? How, how do you guys turn that thing around to going into this season? And say hey, you know, from that to really focus on on that drive to get to get to the to the title game and and win it. So the big thing that we got from last year was experience. Uh, coaching staff got experience in what the environment's like. The players got experience in what the environment was like. In that game against Plano, we played extremely well, all but 15 minutes in my mind. And that 15 minutes was the deciding factor. And the players knew what to expect going in. And the level of communication or the ability to communicate and the difficulty in that venue. And, you know, we were able and the players were able to manage the ebbs and flows of the game a little bit better and they didn't get rattled. I think last year against Plano, we got a bit rattled when they found the equalizing goal and then went ahead 2-1. And you can see in the eyes of the players that they were a little bit shooken. And this year, you know, it, there was a situation where Dripping Springs pulled it to 2-1 off of a fantastic free kick. And our guys, they, they didn't bat an eye. They closed out the game. They knew exactly what to do. So experience is the most important thing in this world. And we were able to get that that you know necessary experience last year, and we were able to you know come in with the level head this year. My coach. Yeah, sorry about that, Hunter. I'm curious from your perspective, was there a point um, where whether it be somewhere late in the season, the regular season, district play, somewhere early in the playoffs, where you just kind of you kind of got the sign where it's like, hey, this could this feels different from last year. Like this feels like, hey, we're kind of 
we have everything. We have the talent. We have the coaching. We have everything where this feels like it could be really could be our year. It's not going to it's not going to be like last year. Did, was there a like a specific definitive moment where that hit you or not really? Um, I think that there was. Uh, I mean, at the end of district, how going 15 and one in that and how competitive of a district it was. I mean, I knew then, but the defying moment was definitely against Cinco Ranch. Um, losing two to zero with 90 seconds left in the game and we come back to tie it up and then we end up winning a penalty kicks after that game um i mean our team talked about it and we were like we can't let the like we kind of got like a second life from that game and we were like Mm -hmm. we can't let this go and then i mean i'd say we overlook cinco a little bit like as players not as much like as as a team like i overlooked them a little bit and after that game like we were like we can't do this anymore and we knew our next opponent was good but they weren't as good as like the team that we're going to play in the finals but we didn't overlook them and we took them out quick we beat them 3-0 rested our starters for the last 20 minutes and then went on to the regional final won the whole thing and from there on i mean it was just the opportunity to go win the whole thing you know coach we often talk about rafa and i talk about it pretty regularly that us in addition to the quality excuse me the quality coaching the talent right and so many things kind of sometimes how the bracket plays out so many things have to go your way in the process and maybe sometimes just a little a little bit of that that lady luck right did you have a moment in that in the tournament run where you're just kind of like maybe you kept obviously you kept it to yourself probably but where it's like hmm that's maybe that doesn't break our way a year ago versus now did you have a moment like that yeah it was the single ranch game without yeah. a doubt um yeah. That was the only game that we played where I wasn't I wasn't comfortable. I wasn't comfortable with what I was seeing on the field. Uh, the first two rounds, we controlled everything. We controlled the tempo. They both were very disciplined defensively, and they tried to just manage the game and keep the scoreline tight and maybe even get us into overtime or pens. But Cinco Ranch came out, and they, they played with us and at times better than us. I just wasn't happy with the product I was seeing on the field. And, you know, when the second goal goes in against us, I just was like, you know, in that state of, of denial that this is what the season's going to be and it's unbelievable. And then, you know, we ended up pulling to 2-1 with about 90 seconds left. And I'm just like, if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. Uh, we had a free kick. I look at my assistant coaches. Could you imagine? Because this would be kind of that that – multiplier effect that a team needs to push them because it's an extremely long season. The guys get tired of, uh, with, about me. They get tired of being around me over a period of time, you know, uh, and something like that, as, as Hunter said, it's a second life. And that's what we talked about at the end of the game is we can't let this opportunity slip because very easily could have been the end of the season. Cinco Ranch was extremely deserving in that game. They played their best game I've seen, a single ranch side playing years. And, you know, we were very fortunate to get out of that game, you know, with the victory. So that was it. That was kind of the reset refocus. And let's get back to business. Awesome. So Hunter, help us understand going into that, you know, that state final championship match versus dripping Springs. The talk you all for all intent purposes were expected to be there by many, right? The expectations were high. Dripping Springs was a totally, you know, kudos to them. They were a totally different story, right? So help us from your perspective, but from your team's perspective, what was 
what was the pulse of the team like going into that, getting ready for that match, maybe the night before, the, the morning of, and then kind of during pregame and right before kickoff? What was that like? So, I mean, we knew Dripping Springs, like the story behind it, but we kind of put that past us because if you're in the state final, I mean, obviously you got to be a good team. So we yeah. knew that going into it, but kind of the night before, I mean, it was really just all fun. Like our team was, we were doing like an ice bath in the pool at night and we were just dancing and singing in the pool. I mean, no, no nerves. We kind of just tried to put that to the side. And then the right before the game, we went to a high school just to kind of chill like the for like four hours before the game, actually. And we're getting closer to game time with like an hour before we left. So we started stretching. And as captains, we kind of obviously we were in the middle. We're just trying to uh, just calm the group down. And we started playing duck, duck, goose. And we started just throwing a ball around, just trying to keep it, keep the keep the guys calm almost. Yeah. Um, and I mean, going into the and then in the locker room before the game, we brought uh, Aiden, our another captain. He brought everyone together and kind of just said a little speech, kind of his part to our team. And I mean, that hit all of us and we were ready to run through a wall for the team before the game. And we got out there and I was so excited. The atmosphere was crazy in the stadium. So it was awesome. That's awesome. And those are the cool stories, too. Right. I mean, obviously, great, you know, inspirational speech, no doubt by your teammate, but I'm sure. You know, you're good. 20 years from now, when you guys are meeting up again to tell the stories, right? You're going to be talking about Duck Duck Goose okay. at a random school and stuff like that. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty cool. So, Rafa? Just uh, for under, you know, from what you learned from last year to this year, how, how did you approach you and your teammates approach this game, you know, right, you know, right from, you know, what, what would you hope it accomplish within like the first 10 minutes of the final there? Like, you know, as far as setting the tone and so forth. Yeah. Um, so last year, I mean, against Plano, we knew that, I mean, they were a very good team. And we went up early in that game with a penalty kick. And kind of at halftime, we were more relaxed than we should have been. And we thought that we were like, like, wow, like this is our first time here. And we're going to make the state final. Like we were talking about that in the locker room at halftime. And this time we went to the locker room. Um, I mean, it was 0-0, but we were dominating the whole match. Um, and we knew it was going to come, but we knew even if whenever we did score, I mean, we huddled up after we scored and we were like, we're not letting this happen again. Like, we need to get another one quick so we can put this game away. And then we got another one, obviously. And then like Coach Kruger said, they scored on us. And it wasn't more of like a like everyone freaked out. It was more like we huddled up again as as captains. We brought them together and we were like, I mean, we're still winning two to one. That goal was mm -hmm. irrelevant to the score. Now we just got to close the game out and we closed the game out. And But I think the experience from last year helping us to this year was everything. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, that's a perfect segue into because this question is for Coach, Coach Kruger, that what's going through your mind, right? You guys, state final versus versus Dripping Springs. This uh, this guy, Hunter Merritt, comes out of nowhere, scores two quick ones, right? You're up and you're like, oh, this could be it, right? Here we go. And then, you know, as you just mentioned, you know, Dripping Springs scores one on a, on a great set piece. And then inside of those last 15, 20 minutes or so, those must have been the longest ones of your coaching career, right? Take us take us through that from, from the coach's perspective. So back to Hunter's goals, we always have a saying when there's a goal that's pure effort and scrappiness and, and having a nose pee in the right spot at the right time, it's called a Hunter goal. So after he scored his uh, first goal, he comes over and says, Hunter goal, coach. I said, I'll, I'll take it. it. I'll take it. it. 
So I, I feel like these these players want to send me to an early grave. To be honest with you, um, you know those those late minutes of just hanging on. It's 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 challenging to be on the sideline, just sitting there and. You know, you're looking at the clock, and it feels like three minutes have gone by, but it's been three seconds. And Dripping Springs had a couple of set pieces and corners at the end of it. It's just like, don't let this be it. You know, we've done it to the team over the course of the postseason play. We don't want it done to us. But you know, Ben Avilas was big for us all season. He was getting into balls. He was punching balls out. So I was pretty confident in him. And then Hunter, I, he, Hunter probably had more defensive headers in the state tournament than uh, the rest of the team combined in my mind he was battling on both sides of the ball for us so again it was it was long but you know, I, I had full confidence that the guys were going to see the game out in the proper way and get the job done and no panic was on the sideline one bit awesome so this question is kind of for both of you you get in whoever wants to go first but what does that feel like just from the perspective of you know, the historical, all right, the historical piece of it is first school to bring it to KDISD, right, on, on the boys' side. And you all are the first, I believe, first Houston school to do it since 2018, period, right? Uh, Region 3. What is that just the, you know, the awesomeness, the the honor of that? What is that? What is, what is your take on that? How do you guys feel about that? Have you really had a chance to process that yet? I'll let Hunter go first. Okay. Um, I mean, it's crazy to think that in the district that we play in, um, KDISD, I mean, there's been fantastic teams. And, I mean, I'm pretty sure every team has been to state one time except two teams or even multiple times. Um, so I'm shocked that no one's won it. But for us to be the first, um, I mean, I'll take it. It's crazy. But, I mean, sinking in, it didn't, for me at least, it didn't sink in for like a couple of days, to be honest. I mean, I, like, I was looking at all the news articles in, all of the interviews and all the highlights from the game, and I was just like, wow, that's crazy. But then there was one night I was laying in my bed, and I was like, wow, like, this is it. Like, that was my last ever game, and we, I just went out as a senior in one state and then obviously got the MVP. So, I mean, it's absolutely amazing. Yeah, it doesn't get much better than that. But I'm sure, I'm sure the pinnacle was probably being asked for your for a picture and an autograph while you're at dinner, right? It had to be, right? Had to be. Uh, That's awesome, Coach. So, on the boys' side, speaking, KISD has been represented eleven times in the state tournament over the course of the UIL event. So, I'm a product of KDISD as well, graduating Katie at Katie High School in 2002. And as I said earlier, I failed to get there and win it as a player. Although my senior year, we were, we were having some noise about us. We were a really, really big side, and we got upset in my mind in the the regional finals against Clear Lake, one zero. Uh, can talk about that too. I still have that engraved <laughs> in my memory. Yeah, let's, let's not go there today. <laughs> but uh, so when I got, when I took this job back in two thousand and seven, you know, I I was an assistant coach for Coach Metcalf for two years and then he stepped down and I took over and this was like kind of an internal goal of mine to either directly or indirectly put the district into a position to actually get a state championship. Um, so it means a lot to me personally that we were the ones that, you know, started that standard and brought home to KDISD its first boys soccer state championship, the girls soccer team or the girls soccer has won as well with Taylor high school winning it. 
I want to say in 2003, somewhere around that era. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. We were talking about it. Yeah. It sounds right. So, it, as I said it on the sideline with all the interviews and stuff like that, it, it, this won't be the last KDISD team that wins the whole thing. The soccer in the area is absolutely growing and it's such a competitive district year in year out that that competition in itself is enough to drive us to the level of being a state contender you know year in and year out so it might not be seven lakes every year but we'll be in the thick of it and there's a number of other schools that are just as talented and it's going to be fun to watch the growth of the sport over the years absolutely absolutely rafa yeah, you mentioned about the Houston, you know, soccer getting better and better. Uh, I, I, was, was this a big step for for your area to represent, you know, Houston win a title, knowing that you know the Dallas area teams have been kind of been the, the dominant one, winning a lot of the state titles. How do, how do you feel about that? This as a stepping stone to that, to closing to closing that gap. So I I played college ball in the Dallas area in Wichita Falls at Midwestern State. A lot of my friends are Dallas area. Um, coaches and the amount of of grief I get about Houston versus Dallas is to the extreme level. So it's good to pull one back. Um, my good friend Chad Rickstraw, who used to coach at Coppell, uh, he's got two state titles with Coppell, and you know he's always one that says Dallas is superior. And you know, over the course of time, sure, but we're more than happy to continue to push. And one day. Uh, you know, go strive for strive with those Dallas schools. Awesome. Great stuff. So, yeah. So I, what I'm guessing is that you'll be, you'll be strutting a little differently at the uh, Tasco convention this, uh, this November, right? <laughs> well, I mean, I'm going to be a little busy, but I'll try my best. <laughs> <laughs> so Hunter. So again, we mentioned state MVP. Congrats on that huge accolade. And I know you shared that with your teammates as well, but now, we understand where where you're headed next, but tell us a little bit about that and just what else is next. Um, so, yeah, thank you for the congratulations. Um, and I have committed to St. Edwards University, as it says oh, right here, and <laughs> I will be playing soccer there next year. Um, very excited. And with the St. Edwards program closing, it closed down for COVID. So it's a, this is a completely new team. This is the first year it's going to be open next year. Um, the soccer program so it's going to be a bunch of transfers and a bunch of freshmen so I, I mean we don't know anything I honestly I don't even know any of the players that are committed yet he hasn't sent us out anything because he's I think I guess he's still recruiting right now for our class right. um, but I mean I'm very excited to get there and to see what what's ahead of me now you made it official right you got the uh, letter and everything completed yes sir I did I had actually I had my signing day the week before we went to state um, that was a crazy week with everything yeah, going on before. <laughs> I bet. Remind me, I got to put you in touch. So one of the uh, players at my school and our, on our boys program at the school where I'm at St. Mary's hall, he's actually committed. He'll be coming. He'll be part of that incoming freshman class with you. Okay. Alex, Alex, Akeju out of San Antonio. And he's phenenomenal young man, phenomenal player. Uh, make sure you link up with him because you'll be in good hands. High character kid. I think you guys will get along uh, really quick. 100%. Yeah, definitely send that out because I'm still looking for a roommate. I mean, I don't know anyone. So, and I want to get that sooner than later. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be sure. I'll be sure to share that. I'll, I'll make sure I get with Coach Kruger on that as well. But, Thank you. Uh, but yeah, that speaks a lot to the talent that uh, St. Ed's has coming into considering, unfortunately, as you mentioned, where that program 
was a couple of years ago. Right. So congratulations on that. Thank you. Um, coach. Uh, so now you go, now you're officially the hunted, right? No longer the hunter. So obviously you got to find the new motivation. You're losing, you know, you're losing great players like Hunter and along some of his other senior teammates as well. What can now you now you have that target on your back, right? The expectations have shifted a little bit more. What can we expect from KD Seven Lakes soccer next year? Um, big mission is to you know build off of what we just did and and try to put ourselves in as good of a position to you know re repeat if you will and it's not going to be an easy thing it's it's near impossible to do but we feel like we're in good shape we had three senior starters in the state finals so it's a good healthy group coming back again with experience some kids have experienced two state tournaments already so they're already talking about the potentials for next year which is a good thing it means yeah. that they're already looking forward and not just relying on what just was done so from a coaching standpoint, it's going to be uh, twice the work because, as you said, that bullseye is now five times bigger than what it's been in right. the past, if not more. You know, it's just about challenging the guys and challenging them in the fall, making sure that it's a competitive environment from day one and let every single player understand that last year's team, last year's players, the contributors doesn't mean anything to this year. And. Every spot has to be earned, not based off of previous merits, but what you're doing right now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Rafa? Yeah, just go, what, what do you, as far as with 2024, um, who, do, who are going to be maybe your key players that's going to lead this team and and and, and bring still, because I like Connor's going to you know lead that legacy and leadership to them. What players do you see anticipated taking over for, for you guys? So we had three captains this year. Hunter was one of them. Gabe Gonzalez was another. Uh, Aiden Morrison was the junior, played the sixth for us in the state tournament. He's he's a just outstanding young man, and people gravitate towards him. He's just one of those those kids that have such impact on everyone without even trying, just how he is. So he's the biggest one. We have a lot of talent coming back. We if you look at the three starters from the state finals, um, it was Hunter who who played the nine for most of the, if not all of that game. Alexi Matute, number 20, who played the eight for us. And Gabe, who actually is a center mid, but with an injury in the regional tournament, we dropped him to the back line for the regional finals. And he played so well. And I liked the way that team looked in that that with those personnel and those roles that we rolled with it in the state semis and even in the state finals. But we have our top. So Hunter Merritt's exiting this program as the all-time scoring leader, goals and assists in mind. Nice. He has three players right behind him. He has two juniors, Noah Stasek and Aiden Morrison, right behind him. And then Cortai, um, coach, who is a sophomore, who has 42 goals in his two years of varsity play. So he had 21 goals his freshman year and 21 goals in his sophomore year is right there as well. So the talent's there, just making sure that the chemistry continues to, to improve week to week. And everyone wants to do well. Everyone's competitive. But at the same time, it takes it takes that, that proper balance of chemistry and friendship and family yeah. to really set the table for success. Yeah. 
So one of the things, right, one of the things that you immediately kind of have to get started on, Coach, that it's like, yeah, it's a pressure and you have to figure out what you want to do, what direction you want to go with it. But it's a great it's a great problem to have. Right. Is that championship ring? Tell us. uh, Tell us a little bit about what's going on with that. Where are you? Where are you at in that process? So I'm, I've never been much of a jewelry person. Um, so this is all, everyone's got opinions more so my wife than anything on what she thinks it should look like. And I, I, I'm all about including my players and decisions. So I have a, a group chat with my captains and I send them kind of ideas and pictures and let them have input because they're, this is their ring, right? I feel like right. I'm just along for the ride on it. And I want them to have something that they have pride in it. So it's fun. It's, it's interesting. There's a lot of, you know, unique things that I didn't think that I would ever be involved with. Um, like setting stones and color patterns and whatever it may be, but you know, it's, it's just another thing to do. Typically once you get home from the tournament, these vendors know what they're doing. They're hitting you up on email. They already had like, like uh, rendered rings, like this oh, wow. is what it would look like. I mean, wow. within within one day of winning, here's what it could look like. Here's and they're just doing their job right, so I completely yeah. understand it. So I can understand how it would be kind of overwhelming, but with all the stuff I do behind the scenes for Tasco, this is this is really mild. So <laughs> it's it's a joy and it's exciting, and we're trying to set our ring ceremony date to where it's going to work with all of our seniors because of where our season ends. It's like a 14 week turnaround until rings are done. But again, if I have to deal with, this, you say 14 week, 14. Yeah. 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 Wow. If I have to deal with this every, every year, that'd be, that's fine. I'll do it. Yeah. I'm to do that. There are worse problems to have. No doubt. No doubt. That's very true. Yeah. So what, from your perspective, Hunter, what's, what's that like, man? Now you're like, wow, we get to design a ring. What, what's that like? Cause obviously I'm sure you guys are probably at each other's throats trying to figure out. It's like, Hey, no, I like this, not this. What's that like? Yeah. So like you said, he sends the, the options to our group chat and then we'll take a look at it. We'll respond. And then we send it to our team group chat on WhatsApp and then we'll get everyone's opinion, obviously. But I mean, people are going back and forth with the blue seven L or the Spartan head or the golden white or the orange. So, um, I mean, it's a nice problem to have, like you said, but I mean, for my case, I mean, it's nice to get the ring and I'm kind of, it's like, I'm on top of the world right now. But then in a couple of months, whenever I go to St. Edwards, like I'm on the bottom of the totem pole again. No one knows that we won state. I mean, none of that stuff matters. So, yeah. Awesome. Well said. Well said. Got a sharp young leader here, Coach and Hunter. So well done. Well done. Um, so we start to wrap up here. So this one of the things we wanted to mention, we want to tell you about our good our good friends, our partners at Gipper. Gipper's the way schools, athletic departments, ADs and coaches create world class marketing content. Join over 2,500 coaches, ADs, and programs that use Gipper to create high-quality visual branded graphics for your program. The best part, anyone can do it in seconds on any device without needing any design experience whatsoever. Even better, if you are are a more experienced user, you are what they call the power user. It's designed for you as well. The best part is you're also going to save, just for being a 50-50 podcast listener and supporter, you can save immediately and receive 10% off any first-time Gipper purchase. So simply go to gipper.com slash partner slash 50 50 to learn more again that's gipper.com slash partner slash 50 50 all right rafa any final questions before i start uh, we start making our way over to stoppage time anything 
Uh, just a quicker one for Hunter. Um, as far as your uh, style of play, who do you, who do you mirror your style of play to which professional player? Mm. To be honest, I mean, I don't know of anyone that comes to mind, but probably, I mean, I like Brendan Aronson myself, the U.S. national team player. I mean, I think he just works on the field. Um, I mean, the goals he scores for Leeds this season in the Premier League, I mean, he scored kind of a similar goal I scored in State where he just won it off the keeper and just tapped it in. Um, so maybe him, but more as an attacking player, I don't know, maybe just like a poacher because, to be honest, most of my goals are just either tap-ins or just off the – I mean, someone shoots off the goalie and it's a rebound. But, I mean, a goal is a goal, and they all count the same. So, Have you ever seen any film on one of the most probably modern – poachers like really well-known poachers is you know chicharito out of oh, uh, yeah. mexico and was he play for la galaxy now right yeah galaxy, LCM. yeah galaxy i almost said I, lafc um, yeah, um i have seen film but um i mean he's a great player but i don't know maybe a little bit he's not on your level that's what you're right <laughs> <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a little bit hurt that he didn't say uh Coach Greer was the obvious answer that he tried. I was waiting for that. Missed, missed kept, opportunity, Hunter. Well, to be honest, it is a little <laughs> bit because, I mean, Aiden, my friend on the team, he always says that both of us don't have a, that strong of a left foot, but we knew how to score goals, and that's all that matters. <laughs> I love it. Awesome. Awesome. So reverse side to Coach Reverse side to Coach Greer, who, who do you see yourself as far as your coaching style as far as one of the profession on the professional level? From my, from coaching, yes, uh, I'm just going to default to Jurgen Klopp right there. <laughs> that's that's easy. <laughs> Good answer. Good answer. Thank you. There you go. Awesome. So, this uh, gentleman, thank you for joining us today. This is you know it's been great. Have loved having you on here. And so, before we go, as is customary, we wrap up with essentially we call it now our stoppage time. It used to be our final. Well, it's really our what it is is our final thoughts, but. You know, any thank you, shout outs, Hunter, if you want to share anything with your teammates, anything, stuff that's on your mind regarding the game, uh, anything on that, the floor is yours. We'll go with uh, we'll go with Hunter first. OK, um, well, first, I just want to say a big thanks to Coach Kruger. Um, whenever I came into high school, so I'll just tell my story a little bit. So whenever I came into high school, um, he told me I was just a little kid, a little kid that we didn't have the fitness to play on the high level. So I started off on the JV2 side, which is the lowest level at our school. And I could barely run an 800 without stopping. Um, I mean, it was bad. And then throughout that year, I grew a lot. I scored a lot of goals on JV2. And to start off the next year, I was put with the JV1 side. And then with the first scrimmage of this uh, season, we actually beat our varsity side. That was supposed to be like a very wow. good varsity team then. Um, and as soon as that game was over, he came over and talked to me and he was like, you're going to be with us this season. And I was like, oh, wow. OK, so I got moved up to then. Um, and then fast forwarding it to this season um, at the beginning of the season during summer, I went to a lot of ID camps for soccer because I was trying to get recruited. Um, and at the last day on the last day of the last training camp um, I went to, I pulled my hamstring. And it was like really bad where I wasn't even able to walk for like the week after. So I went to go get checked and they said I pulled my hamstring, but it wasn't supposed to be that bad. So it was just like four to five weeks I was out and I would be back with my team. 
Um, so four to five weeks come and the first day I get back with the team, all excited, obviously lost in the state semifinal last year. And I knew the talent coming back and I get on the field first five minutes. I pull my hamstring again and I'm oh. just on the ground, like almost in tears, like, wow, like there's no way this happened again. So went through the whole process again, got some better physical therapy this time. And obviously now here's the, the final product. That's a pretty awesome story. That's yes, a pretty sir. awesome story. Thank you for sharing that. So yes, kind of outed, uh, outed your coach in the process while JV knocking off the varsity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what, what's that about? I was going with the good message that, you know, our program is uh, I really believe in developing players and we have JV two players go on to be big time varsity players, whether yeah. it be the next year or the year after or so on. And here is Hunter Merritt, former JV two player turned into state tournament MVP. That's pretty cool. That is a phenomenal story. And that makes for a great story in the future. So Hunter, thank you for sharing that too, because that, if anything else that speaks to the person, there's someone that's listening to this tonight or that will listen to this in the coming weeks, right? That that's going to resonate, you know, that's going to resonate. So, and yeah, so that's, that's a pretty powerful story. So yeah, thank you for sharing that coach. Any final thoughts, anything you want to share, stoppage time, anything? I got one more thing to kick to you afterwards, but I just wanted to see what's on your mind. Any Anything you want to share? Just as always, I'm super appreciative of where I'm at, uh, from the administration to the parents to the caliber of player and human being that I get to work with day to day. It's an absolute joy. Now, I old adage is you find something you love to do. You never work a day in your life. And I can speak wholeheartedly. That's hundred percent true. Can't see myself really doing anything else besides, you know, you know, doing this. And it's absolutely been a joy. And this is something that I feel like it'd be interesting to see what happens now with that, that first step, which was to finally achieve what we set out to achieve is done. Now what? Now what can we do? Can we stay on top? All these different layers that you can get to as a coach. And you know, everyone says it's easy to get to the top. Everyone can do it at some point in time, but it's extremely difficult to stay at the top. And that's something that we're going to try to drive home with our players is we're going to do this frequently, not just a one-off. So looking forward to that challenge, looking forward to, you know, building what we have done this year, but at the same time, looking for, forward to a little rest, <laughs> you know, R and R. Yeah. You all, you all have earned it for sure. So they are coach uh, Jimmy Kruger and Hunter Merritt, the head head men's soccer coach of the Katie seven Lake Spartans and the state MVP of the six a boys state state final. This has been great gentlemen. We really appreciate you really appreciate you all being here. Um, Coach, in your case, obviously, you know, you're, uh, you're, this makes you now what this is, what your third time now on the podcast, right? So you're, uh, you know, you're like, an, you're starting to get up there an exclusive, uh, 50 50 podcast company there. So when, when's my vet badge coming in? What does it look like? I get <laughs> veteran <laughs> badge, I should say. Well, hey, well, we are there. You oh. go. I got it right there. So for winning, uh, go ahead, show that up there, Rafa, again. So you guys will get the, uh, for being the uh, 6A boys uh, state champion. We're going to – I'll get with you offline. We're going to send you guys one of those, so this way you can sport in the office somewhere. I'm going to need a scarf full. That's what's yeah. going to happen. <laughs> That's awesome. 
there you go awesome so this has been great now one last thing i got for you coach is it i have to mention it since i have you on here is you also double as the coo the chief operating officer of tasco any message anything you can share with coaches that are listening that maybe aren't members or are considering considering membership regarding tasco just tell us a little bit briefly about that and then what's coming up uh, later this fall so tasco is an extended educational opportunity where coaches are helping coaches you know we do our big fall convention every year but it also expands beyond that we get opportunities for kids work's about to happen in three weeks we're going to have our senior showcase where all um, we'll have four regions represented both boys and girls there'll be two games i believe it's region one versus two and region three versus region four in san antonio um it's a pretty cool event. We'll have scholarship opportunities for seniors as well that, you know, gives any kind of senior that's going to play or looking for a little financial help an opportunity to uh, put an application in, write a letter, and hopefully get a chance to win a scholarship through TASCO. Uh, also, our, your players get accolades, all region, all state voting, I believe just ended, and those should be posted uh, tomorrow or the next day. Our regional directors will be reaching out to coaches across the state to try to build the rosters for the all-star event, which is 16 field players and two keepers. It's, it's a pretty cool event and, you know, players get to rep their region. So there's a bit of pride in, in that as well, but coming up for the convention itself, it's a three-day event. Typically it's the weekend before Thanksgiving holiday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, where there's field sessions and classroom sessions from top tier clinicians uh, we'll, we'll have a pretty big announcement in the next two weeks on um, a, a clinician that's going to bring some excitement I, I can tell you it, he's from the arsenal club overseas Ooh. and he'll be flying in to do two field sessions in a classroom session so it's a pretty cool event um so yeah it's it's a it's a great great organization and it's you know, our convention is the second largest soccer convention in North America, second behind, obviously, United Soccer Coaches mm -hmm. Convention. But if you haven't been there, by all means, come. It's a good experience. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a great event. I had the honor, as you know, the privilege of being there last year, being invited and looking forward to being able to bring the uh, the podcast to, to pod, podcast row again this year. So looking forward to that. It's more like the 50-50 podcast row. Hey, find it yourself. We're not complaining, man. Uh, for sure. <laughs> awesome. So, gentlemen, this has been great. Thank you again. We really appreciate you all being here. And with, it goes without saying again, just congratulations on a phenomenal 2023 season. They are Katie Seven Lakes, your 2023 UAL 6A Boys State Champions. And for our listeners, thank you again. Our supporters, you can find us. You can find us again. You can find us on Twitter at 50 underscore 50 pod as well as on Twitch, same, uh, same handle, 50 underscore 50 pod. You can also find us on Instagram, Instagram at 50 underscore 50 podcast. And you can also find the audio portion of this podcast on all major podcast platforms or whatever, or wherever you prefer to listen to your podcast. Just look us up there at the 50 slash 50 podcast. So thank you again um, for coach Kruger, Hunter Merritt, and most of all my co-host in coach Rafa, Thank you all. I am your host, Coach Hector Cano. And until the next time, you know what to do. Keep downloading and keep listening. You've been listening to the 5050 Podcast, powered by College Promoters USA. Help us continue to grow by liking, rating, and subscribing on all major podcast platforms. 
And don't forget to follow us on Twitter at 50 underscore 50 pod, on Instagram at 50 underscore 50 podcast, as well as on YouTube at the 50 underscore 50 podcast. Until the next time, keep downloading and keep listening.